Welcome to the Studio 2501 Conversations About Mental Health and Wellness podcast. Located inside HopeNet in Wichita, Kansas, our goal is to transform lives through coaching and counseling. We'd like to extend a special thank you to Hoydale for sponsoring our show. You're listening to The Seven Mountains of Influence, hosted by Lynn Bright. Each mountain was shaken by the coronavirus pandemic. Each month, we'll take an in-depth look at one of those mountains and how they impact us. What did the pandemic do to business and economy? Let's discuss on Studio 2501. Okay, hello everybody. And I just want to welcome you to HopeNet's Studio 2501 Conversations About Mental Health and Wellness Podcast. We are so glad that you're here with us. I'm your host, JLB in the house, JoLynn Bright. On today's episode, we are continuing our series, The Seven Mountains of Influence. We are talking about the mountain of business and economy, so how those link together. And our guests today are Steve Dixon and Brenda Phillips from Hoydale. And you may say, I'm hearing this name. What is this whole deal about Hoydale? But um, we're going to learn more about them, but they are the sponsors for this series. And so they did not even hesitate to say yes. So we're really glad about that. So Steve and Brenda, thanks for joining us today and say hi to our guest. Hello. <laughs> Thank you for having us. That's right, the whole Jim. audience is our guest right now. <laughs> That's right. So we don't know what's going to be happening. I'm going to, I'm going to just ask you guys, probably because I talked to Steve first and I, then I think he said, I think it would be good to bring Brenda, too. So I said, no, you're going to have to convince her <laughs> of that. So um, you didn't even hesitate when I asked you, and why in the world did you not hesitate? I asked you for a lot of things. <laughs> you know, number one, I believe in the mission of HopeNet. Um, you know, I understand, you know, mental health is such a huge part of, of or mental well-being, is a yeah. huge thing in our community right now. And I'm, you know, I sit on the Coalition for Mental Health and Substance Abuse and see and hear stories on an ongoing basis through that group and through United Way about what's going on. Mm-hmm. And I know that the mission of HopeNet and what it desires to bring to people and to our community and bring mental well-being to our community is a huge thing. So anything that we can do as a company to help support that mission, mm-hmm. we're going to do because it's we know that there's a lot of people out there that need services that you guys provide here at HopeNet, and we like to be part of that. It's one of our core values at our company is community, yeah. and this is a big deal. Yeah. In a few minutes after we get Brenda on here, too, but I, I know people are still saying, where in the world is this company, and what are you talking about? How, what do they have to say about business? But sure. you know, when they go to their gas pump, they'll, they'll start noticing that from, from now on. Miss um, Brenda... This is interesting because I just think it's just like God to keep us connected because my former employer, um, that's how I came to know both of you. And now I should say, you guys are just following me around the city, (laughs) but maybe it's I'm following you around the city. So it's really a blessing to have you here. And I want you to talk a little bit about what you do at Hoydell. And also then, Steve, I'll ask you then to tell more about what it, what is this company. <laughs> okay. 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 So um, I do um, 
a little bit of human resources. I do the a little bit of human, human research. Okay, resources. come on. Um, my title is actually administrative manager, mm -hmm. and so all the new hires go through me. Um, I handle the insurance, um, do some of the help with fundraising, uh, just different things, just about everything mm -hmm. that goes on. Flu shots. Um, <laughs> I, I just try to be a liaison between the management team and the employees a little bit, you know, to... Are you the mama of the house? Uh, yes. yes. Oh, yeah. Okay. 100%. Way it, isn't Maybe it? I shouldn't yeah. say that if they didn't know that already. They probably do. They probably do. Oh. I act like it. If, okay. You know, if even though I'm not actually. So yeah. There are some ladies that are older than I am, but I'm, I'm the motherly one, I think. Mm. How so, long have you been there? I've been there for 31 years now. Congratulations. Thank you. That's it's a good a, place to work. That's a long time. Yeah. Now, you know everybody's going to be calling right now. They're going to be saying, what was her name, Brenda? That's right. <laughs> Dial in your phone. Okay. Steve, talk to us about how in the world did you get to where you are, that you people even trust you. Oh, yeah. Well, I have a, you know, a, I guess a leg up. I am related to the guy that founded the company, so it helps. <laughs> yeah, so Pete Hoydo is my great-grandfather. Okay. Um, started the business in 1946. Pete was a Norwegian immigrant, came to the United States in 1905 um, when he was 11 years old. Yeah, so his parents put on a ship from Norway. He shows mm -hmm. up in New York, goes moves to Minnesota to hang out with his brother, and 50-plus years later... He puts his name on a company and decides that he's going to go start selling petroleum equipment. Now, he had been doing sales for a long time prior to that, but yeah, this was that he made a bold choice at 50 to start a whole new venture, and he was brave wow. enough to put his name all across it. Okay. So that's where Hoydale comes from. <laughs> okay. And then my dad went to work for him man, back in the early 70s, and then I have been working at Hoydale since 1995, so 26 years this year. So Brenda was there before you, or you, sure. knew, you, knew, you knew of her. Oh, absolutely. Of course, you know. Absolutely. You've known each other a long time. Have you, were you, so you were, were you always in Wichita? You were never in? Oh, no. I in, my sister and Jennifer and I started our office in Kansas City see. back in 95. So when I started at Hoydale full-time, we, we were up in Kansas City. Okay. And moved back here to Wichita about 17 years ago. So, yeah, we wanted to be back here in Wichita, but had to get that operation up and running smoothly. Good. Talk, talk to us about, everybody's waiting now, what is this company that your grandfather put his name on? Great-grandfather Great -grandfather, put yeah. his name on. So, you know, we, you know the short answer uh, and the easiest thing to help people understand what we do is we build gas stations. That's what we've been known for for 75 years. Now, we do fueling for a lot of other customers. People have fuel at locations, places that people just don't think about. Any place that has a generator, so hospitals, government facilities that have generators, we are supplying tanks and pumps and meters to make sure that hospitals stay up and running. Um, you look at almost any government facility that has a fleet, so the police mm -hmm. department here in Wichita, we take care of them. Um, our, our list of customers is very broad. And it's not just fuel, any type of fluid that people store on site, we take care of that as well. So we store it, we move it by pumping it, we mm -hmm. measure it, meter it, and then dispense it at some point. So we have a lot of different types of customers right now. It's, it's really interesting because I, when I first met the company, mm -hmm. okay, um, all, one day I was just at the gas station. <laughs> and I 
saw this little sticker thing on mm-hmm. the, the pump thing that I was, and I'm like, what? Right. <laughs> and it looks like there's little punch things, like, you know. Absolutely. And I said, are they calibrating these things or what are they doing, you know? <laughs> and that's 100% what we're doing, absolutely. And so from now on, everybody, okay, like at least in Kansas, right? Kansas, Oklahoma, Missouri, parts of Nebraska, yeah, you name it. Okay, so everything that's kind of touching Kansas, mm-hmm. um, they are going to be at their gas pump, and they're going to be looking for that sticker. Yes. And they're going to say, I heard the podcast, you know. That would be awesome. <laughs> Yay, great. But, you know... And, and it's not even like you guys are on today to say we need a whole lot of advertisement or anything like that because it's almost like where we got a lot of a lot going on. Mm-hmm. So that's what I love about this too. But I would have promoted that also. Thank you. But I just think it'd be so fun that people can now say, "I know who that company is" or whatever. So absolutely. Um, thanks for sharing that. Um, tell tell us. Miss Brenda, I'm going to bounce back and forth here. Um, tell us about you. And just in case people are wondering now, who is, now are they married? No, they're not married because remember, she was with the father. <laughs> <laughs> she was with the daddy. Okay. <laughs> and, but um, tell us about you. Okay. And um, anything you want us to know about you. Okay. I can okay. do that. Um, I'm actually married to a man named Clark Phillips. Okay. Um, we've been married for 42 years, got married very young. Um, Congratulations. I went to cosmetology school right out of high school. You're aging yourself because <laughs> that, that whole thing about cosmetology school, <laughs> Yeah, that was yeah. the thing to do back then, uh-huh. right? So I did that. I worked in a beauty shop for a couple of years and did a couple of different odd lot jobs, had two kids. Um, it was time for my youngest to start kindergarten, and I thought, I've got to find something to do. You know, I've stayed home with these kids, and, and now I need to find a little something to do. Okay. So um, I went to a job placement service in Wichita, mm-hmm. and um, I applied for a job, P.D. Hoydell Company Incorporated. And did you say, what in the I world absolutely is did. Okay. I absolutely did. And uh, took their series of tests. And um, Steve's dad, Rick, hired me to work four hours a day from 10 to 2 just to cover the lunch hours while the girls in the office were out to lunch. And I did that for a couple of weeks, probably six weeks maybe. And then they asked me if I could extend my schedule a little bit. Mm -hmm. They were easing you back into this thing. They were. That was as a receptionist. Mm -hmm. And then um, about eight years later when the lady that was in human resources left, Rick asked me if I would be interested in, you know, taking on that role. And I said, I have no experience. And he said, we'll help you. We'll help you. You'll never be alone. You'll never walk alone. Yes. And uh, it's been quite a We should break out singing that one. I know. I know. (laughs) Yeah. Steve's trying, though. It's been a match made in heaven. Your wife may be saying, don't do it. Don't sing. She knows right. Okay. (laughs) So anyway. That's yeah. that's kind of my history. My kids are grown, and I've got grandkids. I've got a fourteen-year-old grandson now, and imagine that we've, we've grown up together. That's but, right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> Did you ever think that you'd be working with Steve? No. No, I really didn't because I hope you're okay with me telling yeah, this. Absolutely. But Steve was an attorney, 
early in my Hoydell uh, career, and I couldn't see him transitioning from Wait, being hold on, an attorney. Hold on a minute. We may need to turn this off. And just <laughs> <laughs> to coming to work for the family business. Mm-hmm. But, you know, he did, and, and it did, and I've worked with his dad, and I've worked with him, and they're alike in a lot of ways, but so different in so many other ways. And you can tell the you can tell the dirt on them both. You know, I'm oh yeah, saying. Brenda can. I, I, one of the few small group of people that knows the dirt. Not, I wouldn't. There's still, not a whole lot of dirt. There's right? not a whole lot of dirt. Or I would still be there. Good. Rick was a more toe the line. Uh, Steve's a little easier going. Um, but they were both, you know, very employee oriented and. It's just been a great place to work, and I because you stay. I, I I am not alone when I say that we've got a lot of long term employees, mm-hmm. and so, so they, it's almost there must have been something that even um, Dad Rick saw in you to keep like saying well, you, we got to keep you here. We want you to do more, and that if you're going to do the HR stuff, you know that you have to be good with people. So they must have seen that in you. I, I think so. I, it, you know, we we are just like family. I mean, there were things that I confided in with Rick and, um, you know, outside of work things, not totally personal, but, mm-hmm. you know, mm-hmm. just family family things. And he was kind of the same. Um, it's, it's just been, like I said, it's been beautiful. Good, good. Okay, Mr. Steed, tell us about you and your life and... <laughs> Being an attorney and then saying, oh, by the way, can you come run the business? Sure. Well, you know, I think that that, as Brenda brought up, that was my formal training uh, was as an attorney. I went to law school. Um, I tell people the reason I went to law school is my wife, Julie, was, we are the same age, but she was taking her time to get through school at KU. And so I needed something to do. I have a political science degree, kind of casting around like, well, there's not a whole lot of high paying jobs here. So Let's spend another three years going to school. I love going to school, love yeah. learning stuff. Yeah. And so I finished law school, went to work out in Great Bend for a small firm out there. They gave me a great opportunity to go be in the courtroom uh, way before I was ready to, but they kind of shoved you in the deep end and okay. said, go get it done. In western Kansas? Central Kansas, yeah. <laughs> um, you know, but my wife, Julie, we were not married at the time. We were engaged. We got married about six months after I had moved out there. She moved out there. Her job opportunities were not as good as mine were at that point in time. Mm-hmm. So when dear old dad, you know, made the godfather opportunity of, yeah, I'm going to make you an offer you can't refuse. <laughs> Julie had the car packed and was driving east uh, in about 10 seconds. Yeah, I don't think we would still be married today if I had turned him down. And, you know, I, I love, you know, there's things about being a lawyer that were awesome. They were a lot of fun. I had a really good group of people that I worked with. But at the end of the day... That's a very detail-oriented job, and I think as everybody on my team knows, I am not the detail, dot I's, and cross T's person. Mm-hmm. Um, I do conceptual things really well, but I do not do detail. That's just kind of how I operate. So it was a really good opportunity. Um, I think what really sweetened the pot, though, is that I had the opportunity to work with my next youngest sister. Uh, so we were able to start that, you know, have the opportunity to start a business kind of on our own. Um, literally, our dad dropped us off at the rented warehouse space, Gave us the keys, gave us the phone number, and said, get after it. And that was what we did. You know, we are knew you what we did. being serious? 100%. Yeah. That was it. And so we got to grow that business um, together for the first roughly about two and a half years. 
And then she decided that, you know, being the, she had just had her first, my first nephew, um, and decided being a full-time mom was a little bit more important, and I agreed with her. Mm-hmm. Um, I hated to lose her. She was a valuable team member. Um, is she the detail person to that? She was the mix? better salesperson for okay. sure. Yeah, she knew how to, she knew how to help folks. Mm-hmm. I was still learning how to do that, again, coming from one background to business background. Um, you know, and, and from that point in time, it's just been a continual progression of learning every day, learning how to do things, making a lot of mistakes along the way, learning from those mistakes. Some of them were pretty painful. Others were just, wow, that was kind of dumb. Why did I do that? <laughs> um, but, you know, I think as Brenda pointed out, I, you know, I had great mentors, whether it was my dad, who I worked with. And, and once I moved here to Wichita, I had the opportunity to work. His office was right next to mine. Mm-hmm. And we would go to lunch three, four days a week. So there's opportunity to learn and figure out things, how he did things. So he's just pouring into you. Absolutely. Okay. I asked a lot of questions. Um, or I also did a lot of things that he did not love. So we learned, I learned a little bit about how to navigate not doing things that he didn't like. <laughs> um, but we also, as Brenda's pointed out, have a lot of long-term employees. So team members that I've worked with for, you know, 20 years, mm-hmm. folks that were VPs in, you know, operation in Oklahoma or out in Garden City, Steve, Chuck, guys like Bill Barton, who still works with us right now, all taught me a lot about what it's like to, you know, how do you manage, what do you have to do? Mm-hmm. And you take little parts and pieces from all of them, you know, to get to where I'm at today. And, you know, now it's my turn to kind of oversee that next generation of folks coming up. And Friday morning, we'll have a group of our emerging leaders coming into the office to okay. talk about strategic planning and where we're going next and how have them do the thinking and planning so that... You're not just going to say, here's some keys. No, and <laughs> no, I learned that lesson pretty much day one. <laughs> not a good plan. But we had the benefits. Like I tell people, there were no cell phones back in 95. Mm-hmm. There was a fax machine. And the only way my dad would communicate with us, we knew we were in trouble when the fax machine would start to whirl. Yeah. And he'd see the fax come across in this giant black magic marker. <laughs> call me now. now. Yeah. yeah. That he didn't pick up the phone. It was, you're going to call me. Okay. <laughs> and so, um, but yeah, we didn't get too many of those, really. We did pretty good. I think we did all right. We learned a lot of stuff, you know, my sister and I did about people and about managing people. And, mm-hmm. um, yeah, I wouldn't have done it any other way. I was actually, I like having that opportunity where there was a lot more hands off than there was direction. That means it, like, kind of like what Brenda said, we have a good group of people. Mm-hmm. The one thing I really admire that you said when you talked about the details, like, I'm a leader, and I'm just going to be vulnerable on this microphone and say, I'm not real good at that. Right. Um, but you know who to go get mm-hmm. to help you with that part so you can be successful. A lot of leaders need to know that and own it. Because I, what I do know about you is you're real personable, and so maybe it's that thing that you just love connecting with people, and I want to do this part and that other stuff, That's right. dotting the I's, crossing the T's, somebody else, I need them in my corner to do that. Absolutely. That's cool. And Brenda's shaking her head yes. Yes, and, and I agree with that. And the one thing about Steve is, and Rick too, is they're available to the employees. They mm-hmm. don't have themselves on a pedestal. You know, I don't think that they would expect anything from anybody else and what they would do themselves. Mm-hmm. So that's one of the things that I've always admired. Steve has always been there for anybody that had any issue. Anybody that came and knocked on his door, he wouldn't turn away and say, no, I'm too busy for that. 
He's a listener. Yeah. He cares about people. Mm-hmm. And you know it. And I know that. Okay. And you've watched it, so you're not sitting Absolutely. up here with him saying, this guy is faking this whole thing nope. or whatever. Um, I, I brought you, and I almost forgot why we were here. <laughs> it was about the seven minutes, because I just like, I like talking to people and asking questions and dotting notes. We'll see how full this gets by the time uh, we're done. But I felt led to do this whole thing about the Seven Mountains because when the pandemic hit the world um, and things started changing, I just remember um, writing with um, Hope, one of my colleagues, and just saying, every mountain has been affected or shaken. And I was wondering, where in the world is that coming out of my mouth? I mean, I remember hearing about that years ago, but it came back around to say, let's see what's going on on each one of these mountains right now. And you guys were one of the first that I wanted to call. And for our listeners, we've already talked about um, in what is what are the seven mountains. So there's religion and spirituality, family, education, and government and politics. And we have Hoydale here today talking about business, economy, and then we'll finish up with media and then arts and entertainment. And every interview has been so different and just to focus, to say, this is where I'm hanging out because you've been married, you're married, Steve, and there's a family. And even your family has been changed, but that's not what we called you in for. We called you to tell us about what happened in the business, okay? So um, how, when did you each even discover that you had the propensity or you had the ability to hang out in a business on that mountain. How did, how did, it sounds like you almost got called to it. <laughs> you got kind of, you walked into a place that said you're gonna go, you, get, you got sent to it. So when did you, when did you ever feel like, I think I'm kind of good at this, or this is, this feels like home, this is the world I think I wanna be in? I don't know that I'm good at it, I'm comfortable with it. And, I, I have worked and, with you, Brenda. And you're I, good. I you're enjoy good it. Okay. Um, oh, you I, said you enjoy it. I, I do. <laughs> I do. But again, you know, I had no experience going into it. So, you know, that is a little bit of a blow to your confidence when you don't mm-hmm. have um, formal training in it. But... Uh, I've learned as I've gone, mm-hmm. and uh, it's it's been and you've quite stayed. a learning That's why experience. I keep saying you stayed there. I, I did stay. It's the Dixons are good people to work for. I know that okay. this isn't all about the Dixons, and okay. I hope that you don't get tired of hearing that. No, but, that's okay. You know, there are so many, you know, so many opportunities for people. You know, growth within the company of our seven values. Mm-hmm. You have values at the company? We have values. We have seven core <laughs> values. And, you know, we try to live them, and we want the people that we hire to live them. We want that to be part of the culture. And I think that's why we have so many long-term employees is because they know what we stand for right up front. Okay. And they agree with it. And when they disagree, when they say, I don't think I want to do that anymore, they probably are not going to be there. That's true, and not not necessarily because of our choice. You mm-hmm, know, mm-hmm. they might just realize, hey, you know, that's just not for me. I'm, mm-hmm. I'm just not gonna 
I don't want to do that, maybe. Teamwork's one of them, you know, and teamwork's huge. If you can't mm-hmm. get along with your coworkers and your and the management staff, yeah. um, Any, then it's not going to work. The, the interesting thing is that you came to a family business. It wasn't some global business or whatever. But here's some history. And the thing is, I don't, I don't know if you've seen things go up and down or kind oh, of, yeah. you know, and... What 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 has that been like? Um, it. I was never scared for my job. I realized that we had slow times. It was not fun. It was boring. It was long days. You know. Okay. Um, but I was never afraid for my job. Mm-hmm. Um, the. The company has always made it so that um, you didn't feel threatened about things like that, I guess is what I'm trying to say. Okay. So. But you knew when we were on the high, and you knew when things were leveling out or coming down. Absolutely. Okay. Absolutely. And, you know, I've got to say, the moods change a little bit. The moods change? Well, probably more so with the service team mm-hmm. than with the corporate team but uh yeah you know it's just like any yeah, anything yeah. you have your highs and you have your lows and so I just wanted you to say that like yeah I stayed in it because I don't want people to walk away even from this interview and say it was all it's so peachy and it's never been bad but I know when people are part of a business and especially it right now you well, know when we're talking right now we're sitting in September um of 2021 and when people listen to this maybe the pandemic will be over but there is still a pandemic out there even though we we feel like nothing I mean when we're sitting here we don't think about it really yeah you know so yeah well and when key people leave that's always kind of a downer Mm -hmm. you know Mm -hmm. and and we've kind of been in that situation you know just within the last three months we've not necessarily key people, but a lot of people. We've had people making changes and stuff like that, and it's it's it gets difficult. You know, and when it's, pe- it's not lo- fun, and it it makes more work for everyone else. So, but as long as you've been there too, you've seen people like even moving toward retirement, and even the longer you're there, it's like when is it me? You know, and I won't talk about that in front of Steve or anything. Okay, no, we won't talk about that. Okay, thank you. <laughs> okay, good. <laughs> I think he knows me well enough to know that I've got a couple of years. I, don't, I won't say good years, but a couple of years still in me. Oh, man. <laughs> Steve, how about you? Like, how did you know that? You so know? I want to clear up something that Brenda won't talk about herself. So she is really awesome at the job she does. And she didn't describe this when, when we just, you know, when I think about what Brenda does for Hoydale, I will call, you know, her the conscience of the company. So she's usually the first person that people will come to and say, hey, this isn't working right, don't like this, don't like that. Usually Brenda gets the <clears throat> job of talking to me or talking to Rick in the past about, hey, this isn't working quite right, you guys made a decision that isn't going well. That's a huge thing to yeah. have somebody, number one, I can trust, Absolutely. or dad can trust, that says, you know, that they, but you also secure enough in where they're at that, hey, I can, you know, bring this to them and then we can talk about what we're doing wrong. Because, again, we make bad decisions sometimes and it just happens. Um, but, yeah, so 
Yeah, it's definitely the conscience of the company, or at least mine, you know, at work, is I know that if I have a question about is this the right thing to do, I'll always go to Brenda and say, hey, you know, walk mm -hmm. me through what you think about this. And, you know, most of the time we're in agreement. Board. Yeah. Um, but you asked a different question, so I'll answer that one now, too. Um, you know, I'll tell you, Julian, I think that really for the initially... I will say this because this is gospel truth. Okay. Um, you know, as a young lawyer, you, you um, always feel like you are the smartest person in the room and you walk in and you know everything. You do? You would never guess that, would you? No. Um, and so, you know, I think I initially took this job thinking, oh, this can't be that hard. You know, this is going to be after doing what I've recently done. This is just mm -hmm. going to be something I can walk in and, and we'll do world-beating stuff. Um, you learn very quickly when you were not only working with the sibling, but also then with your first employee or two, mm -hmm. how much you don't know. And then now it's been the journey of every day, learning more and more about what you're supposed to do and how to do it better. Um, and so, you know, call to the job, yes. I mean, I, I there's a big responsibility because it is a family business. Um, so that Hoydale name means a lot to me. Mm -hmm. um, but also just because I think now... You know, as I've changed, you know, and gotten older and done things, um, you know, it's more the responsibility of having the opportunity to provide really good jobs to people, people that can make careers out of those jobs, um, and really just being a, an integrative part of not only our community, but also in our employees' and team members' lives to where they don't, as Brenda talked about, you know, we have a down year. We shouldn't really have anybody, I don't want to have anybody worrying about their job. Okay. Um, there's ways that we can manage around that most of the time. We've never had to do a forced layoff. Uh, where, hey, never? Never. We lay people off. <laughs> people are not part of our team today that were maybe this time last year. But it was some, you know, again, we talk about values. We talk about, you know, our different opportunities. But, yeah, I mean, it was, we didn't know this time last year, well, maybe earlier into last year, um, you know, where things were going. So we had a plan, and that would have been, you know, the first time we'd, I'd had to do that. Um, but we didn't have to execute that plan, thankfully. Okay. Yeah. So when you, I don't know what happened with you guys in the last 18 months or so, or last couple of years, but a lot of people tend to remember March 2020, mm -hmm. and a lot of things happened, like, for us here, we left the building. We remember the day, the 18th, you know, the whole thing and what we had to do and the scurrying around. What was going on with you guys in March of 2020? Sure. Well, I work in the corporate office. Mm -hmm. And um, so unlike the service department, we did the same thing. We scurried. Um, I think before we did the scurrying, we made sure that we had the PPE that we needed. Okay. You know, yes. we... Uh, we purchased everything that the CDC said we needed or mm -hmm. that we thought we needed, and we sent it out to our other branches mm -hmm. so everyone could be prepared. And then the girls in corporate pretty much took their computers and went home and worked from home. Had they ever worked from home ever in their life? No. Can you say that one more time? <laughs> no. No. <laughs> and the thing is, it, what is really interesting, and I don't know if you found this or not, Brenda, but... It's almost like when you were sending people home to go home, it's like you knew your workforce and you trusted them, even though you knew, like, 
it wasn't until you got home until you said, oh, I don't think any of these people have ever worked from home. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? And like, maybe, have I worked from home? You're right. <laughs> You're right. But, you know, we're going to go back to that long-term thing. Everybody in there, the, yeah. the girl with the least amount of seniority has been there for 23 years. <laughs> okay. So yeah. if we don't trust them by now, then we've got yeah. issues. Right, right. Um, so girl, I'll come to your house but, and show you how to plug in that computer. But, you know, I, I went... I worked from home too. I I was I probably stayed at home the least amount of time except for Betty. Except I don't know Betty. Betty. Uh, but it was really a time of reflection. It was really a time of what happened that made mm. us be here. You know, it it just it it just gave me time to slow down, catch my breath, think about what was going on in the world. You, you slowed down. I did slow down. Did you even know that you were going fast? You know what I'm saying? Yes. And no, I don't think you realize that. And I think that's kind of what I'm saying. You know, mm -hmm. there were things that I did on a regular basis. I went and got my nails done. I went and got my hair cut regularly. Mm -hmm. I did this and I did that. And I didn't anymore. But that was okay. It was okay? That was the new normal. You survived. And I love it. <laughs> you know? I know. Yeah, yeah. She, was, she's holding up her fingernails, ladies, okay? It, it was a <laughs> they're, simpler they're, they're probably time. hissing at you, okay? <laughs> I know, I know. But, you know, cooking supper instead of eating out. You had to. And I think it drew families closer together mm -hmm. a little bit. What in that that's what I mean about you guys. There's different mountains that we are on, you know, we are on. But what did that do to the Hoydale family? You know what I'm saying? Because you guys are saying we're a pretty close-knit group. We've been together. And then all of a sudden, we don't get to be together. Uh -huh. So what, you being the person people come to, what were you hearing? I think everybody felt kind of the same way I did. I think that people slowed down because obviously mm -hmm. the workload had slowed down. So we did have time to reflect. Um, and... You know, people got their laundry caught up, maybe, and that was okay. <laughs> you know, this is funny. I don't know if you told your staff this or not, but I think that because people weren't used to be working from home, that they were feeling like, I need to be at my computer, I need to make sure I'm doing my eight hours or whatever. And I have finally just had to say, as a leader, I had to say this. I had to say, I know that you are stepping away from your desk and going and putting on a load of laundry. I know you're doing that, and that's all right. And they're like, whew, okay. <laughs> I, I thought I, I'd have to tell on myself eventually or something like that. But no, we understand that we've not been this way before. And I can see, I will know when the work is not getting done. It will show up. Absolutely. We still have things in place. We all have computers. I will see that. But anyway, I don't even know why I went on and on about that. But time to reflect, slow down, all of that. And so for you, was it a good experience or... Some of it was. Okay. Some of it was. It, it you know, it kind of just slowed life down. And it, I didn't feel like I had to be somewhere doing this or at any particular time because I couldn't. Mm -hmm. So it, it, was, it was nice in a way. And the girls and I from the office, we met out in my driveway and I set up a big table and we had chairs around it. And we mm -hmm. did get to meet a couple of times throughout that so we could okay. visit and see each other. And, you know. Isn't, isn't it interesting how we found a way? Yes. That, that, where we felt like maybe there was no way or we never would be in this situation, but we found a way to do what? To connect in person. Right. Because the, the, the computer is okay for a little while. 
But then it's like, after what I need to see you. Uh-huh. So, yeah, thanks for saying that. Steve, we forgot all that you were even it's here. Okay. So That's all right. Sorry. That's a-okay. And it's perfectly fine. The more Brenda talks, the less I have to. Stop it. So... <laughs> So what was it. what was the past 18 plus months like for you? And when you went home, what was March like? Yeah, so I didn't as go a home. Leader. See, the benefit oh. I have is I have an office. <laughs> and I can go to home and then, okay. That's it. Yeah, so it was eerie for a period of time because, as Brenda said, yeah, the entire team went home, which meant that I could go to the office, which was great because that kept me in my routine. Mm-hmm. Um, what mm-hmm. I would say is that, you know, when you talk about in March – and really March and early April, March mm-hmm. to about mid-April, it was scary just because it was uncertain. You know, okay. as a leader, you hate, uh, nobody loves uncertainty. Uncertainty is a place that nobody really loves to live in for a while. Um, but, you know, we didn't know, or were, are we an essential business? Do we stay open? Who You know, what PPE do we need to have? How do we get it out to people? Mm-hmm. You know, how do we protect our team? How bad is this really, you know, is this something that's going to take everything down? Um, so, you know, for about six weeks, it was just, there was a lot of focused work in terms of, hey, we have to, you know, what, it's it's all very direct. We have to do PPE. We have to verify that we're an essential business, which we knew that we were just because of the work that we do. You know, if we don't keep gas pumps up and running, trucks don't go places, ambulances don't run, you know, those mm-hmm. things. But we still had to cross that barrier. We had to, to verify that. Once we were able to get through that, of course, then our operational team was able to stay at work which was helpful. But one of the things that we saw was that because people weren't going to work, the volume of traffic was down, people were buying gas. Yeah. yeah. So, you know, there was a huge drop off in the service business. And of course, we were we were fortunate we had a backlog on our construction side. So we were working through probably about June, July, pretty steadily. But because people the rest of people had shut down, the future work we had was not coming in the door at the same volume. So then there was the whole next round of, okay, well, there's a PPP loan available. Well, heck, yeah, we're going to go apply for that. And how do we do that? And how do we get that done? But once those pieces started to fall into place where we knew we were essential, we knew what, that the PPP mm. money was going to hit the bank, you know, things became back, I would say, more normal or less, okay. um, less emergency-focused and more focused back on, okay, what's our plan? Where are we going? What are we trying to get done? Now... We knew at that point in time we weren't going to be bringing new people on. That was not a wise choice. We didn't mm-hmm. want to have to add people into the middle of this mess. To the work at home. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah, no, trust me. It, while I was 100% behind the team going home, I hated it because I'm used to open the door, ask a question, where is this at, what are we doing, what do you think? Were you making up stuff, Steve? Oh, yeah, it was winging it as we went. There were a lot of phone calls. Hey, where's this at? I don't know where it is. I can't find it. I don't understand what we're doing. Um, it was bad. But, uh, you know, but since that point in time, Jalen, the, the nice part has been that the business has really come back. And, and, again, we're back into this very busy cycle. We've got, we're looking to hire team members. We are uh, back into the mode of where I would call normal operations. So even though, from a pandemic perspective, we may be at about the same spot we were this time last March. Okay. Kind of scary, not a whole lot of fun. One of the things, you know, the business part of the business is probably back better than it was when we were going into it. You so. know, I've heard a lot of that, Steve, yeah. that, you know, be, even as a leader, it seems like it shocks them. Like, mm-hmm. we're, and, and you almost are scared to say it out loud. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I mean, is that what's happening to you right Always. now? Like, it's it's great. Things are going great because 
there's also people that are listening to us right now that are out there that are, things are not going so well. And so when you say that, like, it's better than even before. Oh, absolutely. I have friends of mine in our industry that had record years last year. Now, part of that is we have some regulatory pieces that are kind of, that were in place that were things that had to be done. Mm-hmm. So there was work that we knew we had to do. Yes. Um, but yeah, it's it was interesting. Like I said, the uncertainty just is not a fun place to live. And that was really for about six weeks. Mm-hmm. Once you got past that point and you knew, okay, we don't have to lay anybody off. We don't, you know, we're not in, you know, cash savings mode. We're mm-hmm. able to do the things we need to do to continue to build and go. Um, it, it became more like normal. And it wasn't completely normal because we still had a lot of questions we were asking every yeah. day. But, you know, we had to manage... I would say probably most of our, not most, but probably a good 35 to 40% of our staff at one point or another had COVID, you know, just because mm-hmm. they're out and about. How do you call a customer and says, hey, I had a meeting with you yesterday and I just tested yeah. positive, yeah. right? Yeah. Um, which wasn't a whole lot of fun, but people understood. You had to do it, yeah. Had to do it. Um, and, you know, navigate, okay, well, your child just got diagnosed with COVID and you have to stay home, so how do we cover that person's backlog? and Thankfully, again, able to do more work from home, so that helps. Mm-hmm. But uh, yeah, it was it was a it was a joyride. I'm happy that we're on the other side of most of it right now. You know what you you said this a couple of times. You said when we got past the uncertainty, mm-hmm. and Steve, I'm just going to put this out there. When have we ever been certain? <laughs> you know when sure. when you know you know what I'm saying? Like yeah. we we. We didn't know about, I mean, we never lived through a pandemic, not mm-hmm. in our lifetime. I mean, the last one was like 1918 or whatever. But we have never been this way before. But the thing is, it gets you to slow down and stop and think, did I ever know what the next minute was going to be? Did I ever know what the next month was going to hold? Did, and we thought yes. we, I think right. we think we do. Right. But how certain are we really? Well, you're never 100%. Right. But in, in our business, because we do, you know, we have contracts, we have projects, we do things that are extended out. We have some, I guess what I would feel a feeling of certainty that we know that this volume of work is out there <laughs> that we have that somebody's going to pay us for. So so that's the certainty that the I would feel, talk about. The feeling. feeling. Of, yeah. We yeah. need to sing a song on that. Absolutely. <laughs> um, but yeah, you're never certain. I mean, who knows? I mean, everything could jump up and turn itself upside yeah. down again. But I think having this experience over the last year mm-hmm. has helped to reduce the fear that's involved with uncertainty in that, okay, we figured this out. Well, we figured this out. We can figure out mm-hmm. probably just about anything else out too. Um, and, you know, back earlier, you had talked about some of the ups and downs in business. You know, 08, we had one of our largest customers that was a pile of money that went bankrupt and we had to figure, oh crud, what do we do next? Mm -hmm. So having that experience was actually helpful in going through the pandemic because again, when you look at it go, hmm, there's a hole in the bank account right now, what are we gonna do? Um, But to realize that, you know, at the end of the day we figured it out and you keep on moving that, you know, this is not fun, it's not great, but we'll figure it out. Um, You could have closed the doors. You could have said, let's let's shut down this, Hoydale is over with. Yeah, you absolutely. Could have, you could have done that. So why didn't you? Because I love my team. <laughs> and I feel responsible to them, right? That's that's the thing is that when you're a business owner, it 
some people can say it's about them, but really what it's really about for me mm-hmm. is about all of us. I mean, because you have to honor the work that other people are doing. When you understand that, you know, I'm kind of the person that gets to go do things like talk to Jill Lynn and do podcasts. <laughs> yeah. Um, I'm not the person out there, you know, putting the gas tank in the ground anymore. Mm-hmm. I've done that a couple of times, but won't, I wouldn't do it today. Um, you understand that, you know, we, it's all of us have to be participating. And so... I have the responsibility. My job is to make sure the doors stay open. Mm-hmm. Really, at the end of the day, that's really about all I'm really supposed to do mm-hmm. is that, you know, I want to make sure that those people that are working as part of our team get to go home and don't worry. Um, and, you know, I think we'll talk about this here in a little bit mm-hmm. about, you know, from that, from the mental health aspect of this. Yes. But really, that's what it's all about. You know, that's what makes me go, be able to go home and sleep at night is, hey, you know, another day. Mm-hmm. <laughs> we pay payroll this Friday, so <laughs> yes, I've done good. my job. Yes. And yeah, and, but it's all about that and, you know, making, hopefully helping people take what, you know, be their best person at the end of the mm-hmm. day. Yeah. I almost feel like we could just end the podcast on that because um, you guys have, and we're not going to, it's okay. but it's just hearing how much you guys care about your people. Mm-hmm. And there, there are probably some people who are saying, man, I wish I felt that at work. Um, talk a little bit about how, how, what have you heard from your staff that communicates that what you have been doing has meant something to them or even um, has kept them sane? I'll take that one to start. And you, I know okay. you have some, you know, I'll, I'll tell you one example for me, we had a retirement party for one of our long-term employees who retired last year. We were finally able to have his retirement party this summer so we could all get together in one place at mm-hmm. one time. We had one of our team members come up to me at the retirement party and say, hey, you know, I just want you to know that I really appreciate that at no point in time last year did I worry about my job. Mm-hmm. You know, that I really appreciate mm-hmm. that, you know, I knew that I was going to get paid every two weeks and that, you know, the company's doors were still going to be open. So that tells me, you know, thank goodness, you know, the part of what we did, we had to communicate a lot more, especially during that period of the uncertainty, what's going on, where we're at, you know, we talked openly about, hey, we're going to take this PPP loan, this is what it's for, this is how we're going to use it, okay. so people knew, um, there was no mystery about that. Um, so you're saying the communication that they received oh, yeah. is what made them feel safe? Yeah, I mean, okay. it, I ramped up communication to the team from a... Every now and then, when I feel like it, hey, something cool happened, boom, let's go, to a, I think initially it was daily, which got to be a grind, but then weekly, here's our update, here's where we're at, here's what we're doing, here's what's going on in the world, here's what I'm hearing, um, just to let people know where we were, you know, that the doors, the wheels are still on the bus, the doors are not coming off, um, we'll be okay. And you got to hear that at a retirement party, Mm -hmm. they said, I never never once worried Mm -hmm. and worry a lot of times when people are thinking about being anxious because it was a reason to be anxious okay I always tell people anxiety and worry they're the same thing but I usually ask the question like does everybody know what the word worry means and I looked it up it means to torment to torment oneself with unpleasant thoughts so do you think people were at home thinking about what good is going to happen to them and they were going to worry about that? Absolutely not. And 
many of us tend to worry about for your your staff to come up and somebody who's getting ready to exit and because it's time mm -hmm. to exit yeah. said um, I didn't worry about that yeah. thanks for sharing that You're what are your thoughts Miss Brenda when we think about how people may have what they are saying to you to know that you cared about us well the company was great about communication, and like Steve said, he would put out this this email, sometimes daily and then the weekly, but we would have fun with them. He would yeah. put something out like, what's your favorite song of all time? <laughs> and everybody would respond, and yeah. then it would get silly, and you know, what's your pet's name, or just some goofy thing like that. And so everybody still felt like they were um, in the loop mm -hmm. with everything, and we had some laughs along with yes. it, you know. Even though we were apart. Even though we weren't together. Mm -hmm. And um, and the company just is generous in that if you need to take some of this PPE stuff and put it in your car, go ahead and do it. Mm -hmm. uh, we offered a an incentive for anybody that would get the vaccine okay. and had great success with that, mm -hmm. you know, because people are still questioning whether or not they should have done mm -hmm. that. And so that was... But you gave them was, the choice. That was mm -hmm. huge, and we gave them the choice, mm -hmm. and people did it, and people appreciated it. And, you know, even when we didn't have that PPE loan op option, mm -hmm. you know, when the dates, when it became right. outdated, if we had people that had to be gone and didn't know what they were going to do, for instance, somebody that was new that had a child that mm -hmm. had COVID, had no PTO built up, we we had to reassure them that everything was going to be okay. okay. We're not going to fire you. Mm -hmm. We will pay you. You know, we might have expectations for you mm -hmm. while you're at home. Right. But, you know, we stood behind everybody. We, we really to took hear. charge, I felt like. Yeah. How did you, you said that they appreciated having options. How did you know that they appreciated it? That were people calling, were people emailing, just saying thank you? Or yes, and, and, and just in the response, you know, just the number of people that did it. There were some people that probably really weren't inclined to do it. But if you're going to give me some kind of a monetary incentive, mm -hmm. then yes, ma'am, I'm going to do that. What, you know, what are the rules? And, okay. you know, we made it simple and didn't really nag them about it. But it was okay. it was a wonderful program. I wanted to, especially since you're HR, you're not the HR person. You have a big old fancy title. Okay, and I love it. I love it. Okay? You deserve it. Where, was there ever a time when you all were concerned about people's mental health through this time? Were you getting calls or were you, were there some people that kind of popped up on the radar that said, ooh, we need to check in on them? What, what did Hoydale do to make sure that mental wellness was a priority? We did. We did have some people, you know, and when it came time to come back to work, it might not have been as easy to come back to work. And, um, you know, we try to be open and honest. And, you know, I can think of one in individual in particular that, you know, has really been on the radar and, and mm -hmm. still is to this day. Mm -hmm. um, 
works maybe two days a week, but just just can't get a grasp on, you know, the fact that we need you. We want oh, okay. you. You know, mm-hmm. it's it's just difficult. So we try to offer resources, you know, okay. uh, with our EAP. We can shout out, shout out to We can Impact. shout out Impact. My old, my, my, old, my old employer. If, if it hadn't been for Impact, we wouldn't know you. So. I know. Anyway, uh, we, we try to talk. We try to, you know, do everything we can to help these people. Because um, they're family. Because they're valuable. Mm-hmm. They're family. <laughs> yeah. You know, and one person, just like a puzzle piece, one one person that's not there, and things have the capability of, you know, falling apart. Not turning out so well. Not turning out so well. Yeah. Well, we definitely had to navigate, you know, because there were multiple people. I think, you know, because I got to figure out how to say this right away. There were multiple people that I was concerned with. And we had one team member that uh, went home and did not like working from home. Really, really hated working mm-hmm. from home. Because the opportunity to come to work is this only socialization opportunity. Yes. And so that's a big deal. And so we had to accommodate that. We had to say, okay, we're going to, we need <laughs> you, you can come in and hang out with Steve. Yeah, right. That was pretty <laughs> much exactly all it is. Right. It was it yeah. was me for a day, a couple days, and then it would be our CFO for, you know, so there was three of us in the office mm-hmm. spread out, you know, like crazy. Um, but we realized that I, I'm not going to force you to work from home if that doesn't work for you um, because you need to be around mm-hmm. people. We're going to do that. Um other folks, I think that it was a bigger, the, the initial thing was where, where I was concerned was what are people, people are going to start to freak out because, hey, you know, we had to stop working for a couple of days, almost about a week, where we weren't sure what the right thing to do was. Could okay. we, should we, should da, 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 da. Um, and, you know, so everybody came to work, everybody was getting paid. Um, but that creates uncertainty, that it creates that feeling. And you talk about worry. Mm-hmm. Uh, you talk about it's like kind of like picking the thread on your sweater, right? Yes. Sooner or later, the sweater's unraveled, and you didn't even know you were unraveling the sweater. Yeah. And so, you know, that was why the communication piece became really important, was to make sure people understood, hey, this is where we are. This mm-hmm. is what we've got going on. You know, we, we've got this. Now, for me personally, as, as leader, um, you know, we talk about uncertainty. I'll go back to this. So you You're going to remember this. that yeah. when you walk out of this room. Oh, but, you know, for me, and I'll bring this into, you know, into the faith kind of, you know, aspect of this a little bit. You know, I know that's another one of your mountains. Mm-hmm. Is, you know, for me, what it would be is really hammering on the scripture pieces that talk about worry and talk about, you know, don't worry. Yes. You know, I've taken care of the birds and the, you know, and the flowers. Look at, look at the birds. Yeah. Like, okay. <laughs> they don't work. Yeah. So this will, this will even out somewhere along the way. And so that, to me, was where the, where the core comes from of, okay, you know, regardless of whatever happens, business, whatever, um, I'll be all right. You know, mm. the family's going to be all right. You know, the team members will be all right. And so you start from that core, and that helps you just kind of build layer upon layer to then be able to go back to the team and say, hey, it's going to be okay. You know, it's uncertain. We've got some things we're working out. But once we work them out, here's where we're going. Um, I think, yeah, that elevated level of communication definitely helped. Um, to over-communicate just yeah. helps people to feel safe. Heck, yeah. 
Um, and then there, yeah, there, as Brenda pointed out, we had some people that really struggled coming back to work. And, and I get it because mm-hmm. it's a different routine. It's, you know, you, we broke the routine and that was hard for some people. Yeah. And then you say, hey, we're going to come back into the old routine again. <laughs> when, when they created a new routine at that's, home. That's right. And change is yeah. hard. And so. Um, How yeah. long were you guys at home? I don't even know. I want to say that some of the some of the people in the office were gone for I want to say probably nine to twelve weeks. Mm-hmm. Okay, because so. I think we were gone about four months. Yeah, right. yeah. So that and it's almost like when do we come back? And that thing about not wanting to come back because you know what? There is something sweet about slowing down and reflecting on what's really important in my life. Um, and maybe I don't see anything wrong with that. Would say like I kind of don't want to come back in there because I'm. And did you find out that people were getting stuff done still? Oh yeah, mm-hmm. absolutely. And that's what you know, we we I got a lot of commentary from folks about you know I I feel more productive, and I would agree with that. Mm-hmm. Um, again, but the, what we lost was the collaborative ability yes. to or the ability to collaborate, mm-hmm. which is huge for us, and that. Because we are a small company, everybody's doing two or three different things. Mm-hmm. And so I can do aspect one of my job kind of in my silo. But when aspect two of my job, I really need to be collaborating with other folks. That was more difficult. Um, you know, Zoom calls worked okay, things. But it's not the same as, hey, let's sit down for 10 minutes and have a conversation. Um, it just works better that way. I don't know if you guys, this is probably totally off the subject here, but... Something that came over me and even my staff is that after seeing people on the computer for so long that when we did come back to work to see full body, it was almost like shocking. It was almost like, whoa, like, <laughs> like I just have been seeing this of you and it's been, and I've been real free and all that. And then all of a sudden now there's no barrier between us. Mm-hmm. And it, that even took a little getting used to of having a physical body in front of you. I don't know how that worked out for you guys. The biggest thing that, you know, that kind of amused me was the fact that we acted like we hadn't seen each other in 20 years. You know, when all the girls, when all the girls in our office got back together, and, and the guys, mm-hmm. we just had so much to talk about. Yeah. So it was a good thing. And, and really probably was, I just missed you. I just, yeah. so, I'm so glad I got right, to see you. Right, You know, we've talked about your staff, the family members, what about you two? What about how you manage your own mental health? He, a lot of times when we're leaders, we're trying to make sure everybody else is encouraged and taken care of. How did you take care of your own mental wellness, mental well-being? Do you want me to start? Sure. <laughs> I, wish, I wish I could see you, you guys' faces because it's like all these things are going through your mind. <laughs> yeah. You know, Jillian, I think that part of it is, I just, you do, number one, dig into whatever you got in front of you. So this past year has been a very busy year, not only at work, but on other things mm-hmm. out in the community. So there's a lot of things just to, that I can put focus to. So okay. you're kind of like, hey, I'm going to go do this work over here. I'm going to go talk to this person over here. Um, but it was also, like you pointed out, a good time for reflection and a good time to I'm going to do some check-in. Where am I at? What do I, you know, where do I want to go? Um, what's the, you know, where do, what is, where do I want to, what's the next step, mm-hmm. right? 
Um, and so for me, that helped to clarify a couple of things, one of which was that, yeah, I still like coming to work at Hoydale. And so I'd like to do that for a little bit longer. Uh, yeah, you, you, know. you really got to think about that. Yeah, like, absolutely. I, I still want to do this. Oh, heck yeah, absolutely. That's cool. Yeah. Um, you know, and then, of course, there's the opportunity. So my wife, Julie, and I, of course, our daughter, Elizabeth, came home from school. Or was forced to come home from school, so you know she had just launched freshman oh, year, oh, yeah. and then here she's back in yeah. March. You're like, wow, this is fun. Um, it's called a boomerang. <laughs> yeah, I felt so sorry for her, and thankfully, you know, last year was better, and this year's been even better since. But you know, I'll tell you that family dug in um, quite a bit as well. So making time to go, you know, we would go out to the tall grass prairie reserve and go walk oh, yeah. around and look at buffalo, mm-hmm. just get outside and do stuff. Um, as Brenda pointed out, yeah, we did a lot of goofy, weird things, you know, just fun stuff because it was, you know, why not? You know, we're, we're kind of stuck the four of us in our house. We might as well just have fun with it. Um, but you know, I would say that it was also, especially in the beginning and, and, and again, continues still today is, um, you know, digging in to, to where God wanted me to be and really focusing on that, um, you know, how did you how did you do that piece? How did you? Well, it was hard because you couldn't go to church because but, they said we couldn't go to church. But what was he saying? I mean, what did yeah. you do instead? What did you say? I'm going to dig in a little bit more. Was I reading more? Was I walking more? Was I um, taking a nap with God? Or what? sometimes he tells me to come, but you need to take yeah. a nap. <laughs> I like that thought press. I'm going to use that at about four o'clock this afternoon. Um, yeah, no, I think that um, you know it was reading more and, and you know seeking. Because again, right now, at that point in time, seeking answers, uh, you know, why is this happening? What's going oh, on? Okay. You know, this is overwhelming. Um, but that also knowing that, I, again, the reassurance, uh, you know, that it's a big deal. And so mm-hmm. at the end of the day, you get through the week or two of, oh, this is the world's coming to a complete end. Yeah. And understanding, no, we've got to pick up the pieces and start moving. Mm-hmm. And then as you start moving and start getting things back into perspective, um, you know, it's, it was amazing that, mm-hmm. you know, all, any mental health issues or, or, you know, issues with, you know, worry, anxiety, whatever that would be, started to go away because there wasn't time. You know, okay. just get busy and find other things to do. And that's... The gospel according to Steve Dixon. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I mean, you know what I'm saying? Because the thing is, everybody had to do their own thing. Like, Brenda's probably not going to say the same thing as you. Like, what did, what did you do? You know, I was kind of in a slump at work going into the pandemic. And Steve probably doesn't even know. I'm sure he doesn't know this. But, you know, my husband was retired. Mm. My sister retired. She's a year older than I am. My sister-in-law retired. She's a year younger than I am. And I'm sitting at my job day in and day out going, yeah. Should I really be here? Girl, don't, we cannot get together because I have a retired husband at home, too. And <laughs> you start saying, hello. And so then I start working from home. Yeah. And like I said, it was just such a time to reflect and to, to simplify my life. And I realized how much I missed it and how much I needed it. And it was kind of a renewal when I went back. Oh, I thought, okay. I, I needed that. I needed that break to rejuvenate mm. and to appreciate everything that I had and you, you didn't know, even know you needed that no. or, or that it would come that way no okay and it was that's one of the the good things that came out of it you know mm-hmm. and again like I said earlier 
We didn't go out to eat as much, if at all. Mm-hmm. We didn't go at all for months. Right. So I don't love to cook, but but <laughs> I learned to love to cook. Mm-hmm. You know, we tried different things, and and I, I that's one of the good things that came out of it is still to this day, I like to stay home and cook. I just about prefer that over going out to eat. That so, is interesting. I wonder how many people are agreeing with you and saying they discovered that too because... Not everybody's liking that cooking thing, Brenda. I, I know. And, and I look at, you know, families that have young kids. My daughters. Mm-hmm. You know, they both have families. And to have to cook for their families and sit down at the table and have dinner together instead of catching something on the yeah. go. You know, yeah. you don't have soccer practice tonight. You know, you have this. It, it just it just made things kind of fall it's into like place stop. for a lot Let's of people. Stop, for stop slow down, mm-hmm. you know, inhale, mm-hmm. exhale, and... That's really cool because it leads me to this, to ask you right now. When Hoydale said, okay, we can come back, what did you feel inside that I want to try to maintain this new thing over here and go back? I do want to go back. I appreciate them. I love what I do, but I still want to do this slow down thing. I think it's just as much in your mind as anything you know there's nobody standing over me at work cracking a whip or saying hey you got to move a little faster you got to do this you get to go to the bathroom one time in the morning <laughs> one time in the afternoon yeah. you know you just have to kind of go with the flow a little bit and i i still go in maybe i look for things to do more than i was you know mm-hmm. i had gotten so relaxed and so comfortable and so I don't know how to explain it, Jolene, but mm-hmm. it was it was not difficult to go back to work and, and you know, get back in work mode and appreciate mm-hmm. the things that I had there and the friendships yes. and the relationships yes. Yes. because I had missed that. I think I, I didn't want to lose because I really loved being with my husband the whole time. We had this system about when it was time for lunch, when right. I'm on break, I'm in a meeting, okay, I'm back out, hey, you know. And then I'm like, oh, I have to come back to work, which I love work, like you said, but how do I maintain this really cool connection? You know, because like, can I do both? Can I still, you know? So just trying to navigate that because I think slowly we start getting back into that work kind of begins to overtake things yeah. again. Yeah. Anyways, I need my own private. Y'all need to give me therapy right yeah, now. No. That would sound like I, I was mean, on the edge of a session, didn't it? Well, I'll, I'll tell you, here's the deal. So I can tell that you guys didn't have kids at home during this because when you had because when my wife had COVID and we had to all be at home for seven days when you have two working adults and two kids in high or one kid in high school one kid in college Mm -hmm. yeah it's not not you're not there's no no. (laughs) like why can't I get on my computer? Why is the why, where, yeah. where's the bandwidth? It's like no. were you hollering at people like get yes. off of the internet? Oh yeah, absolutely. Yeah, so a little different, but still fun. Like I said, mm-hmm. I wouldn't, I wouldn't, I I can't believe I want to say this, but there was a period of time I wouldn't trade for anything because it was like going back when they were little kids, mm. you know, because there were no distractions other than you know it was ever on the phone or whatever, but. You know, you can hang out with your friends. You can't go someplace and go hang out. And so just the four of us, like you talked about, Brenda, you know, you sit down and you had dinner because <laughs> there was nothing else to do. Um, and it was really cool. Um, but 
It was also difficult because I know for their kids, that's a huge prime social time. Right, right, and right. you feel bad. You don't want them to miss that either. Um, but it was good to have them home. Changing your perspective sometimes mm. is all it takes. Um, your expectations are in one bucket, but you you don't you can change. You know, you if can. your hole if your hole if your bucket has a hole in it, you're gonna have to change. So I don't know if I'm making sense, but mm-hmm, you are. It all has to do with your way of thinking and your, you know, appreciating the things that you've got and being satisfied with the things you've got. Mm, Being satisfied with the things that you actually have have right now. Yes. That's a good word. So, thank you for sharing that. Yeah, and I think from my perspective, a couple of different things. First off, for everybody in that spot, number one, know you're not alone. Mm-hmm. Um, that there are lots of people out there that have lived through times like this, you know, whether it was 10 years ago or today. Um, so reach out to peers, reach out to mentors, um, get advice, mm-hmm. you know, but understand, yeah, you're not alone. Number two, the other thing is, I think it's really very important is that you have to remember to separate out what the business is from you as the person. Mm-hmm. And that, you know, say the business you have to close the doors because it just isn't economically viable. It doesn't make you a failure as a person, and it doesn't make you a failure even as a business owner. It just means that, you know, that idea, that concept didn't work. Um, But, you know, when you look back at the history of business, there are thousands, maybe even (laughs) millions of people that have run businesses Mm -hmm. that failed once, twice, three, four times before they hit the thing that worked, right? So you you can't give up. Um, there's a reason that you're leading a business today, you know, and it may, and even if that business is struggling or even if it's not, if, again, if you have to close the door, that doesn't mean there's not going to be another door that doesn't open It'll somewhere down yeah. the road, right? And so you know, make sure you separate yourself from the business. Sometimes, again, the business isn't, is a thing. Um, <laughs> it's no different than your car, yeah. you know, and it's not fun, it's not, you know, when you have to think about, okay, what happens if, um, you know, I, I remember, you know, Rick Warren's Purpose Driven Life, I think the opening of his book talked about this guy that was losing his business, and it's hard mm-hmm. um, because you're so wrapped up, you're so tied up into it, everything you've got, maybe all your money, maybe everything that you know as a person is tied up into it. Um, at the end of the day, it's just not true. Um, you know, you are who you are, you were created to be who you are, and it's, you know, just keep fighting. You know, there's there's a lot of life left, and mm-hmm. you're called to do something. Maybe that just wasn't your calling, and it's okay. Um, yeah. That's kind of where I would leave it. Y'all gonna make me cry on that. Yeah. I, I need to just. You're so it. good. <laughs> you both are. I love it. I think I've learned more um, through these interviews from just sitting at the table with people. Because the thing is, you guys didn't know what you were gonna say. You right. may have had some ideas, like they're gonna we're gonna talk about mental health, HR, having the company. But you didn't know what was going to come out mm-hmm. and what was delivered today. I just really appreciate the encouragement that you've just given both of you. Appreciate that so much. Um, I, I know I need to give a shout out to Miss Julie. Miss <laughs> <laughs> Julie Dixon. Yes. She's one of our docents and um, she loves HopeNet and we, she's just priceless to us. 
So thank you for letting Steve come today. Right. <laughs> she, that's probably what she said. She probably said, right. Uh-huh. <laughs> he would have come. I could have stopped him from coming to do that. And I think you were right, Steve, to have Brenda sit in the seat with Absolutely. us. Absolutely. And just what, what you brought um, to the program today is just is, is priceless as well. So this is us. Um, thank you guys for sitting down with me and um, just sharing even just your own truth your heart. Thanks for having us. Yes, yes, yes. This is JoLynn Bright, JLB in the house, signing out. We're at Studio 2501. Thank you for being with us today. We bless you. Thanks for listening to Studio 2501, conversations about mental health and wellness. We hope you enjoyed our podcast. Visit us online at hopenetwichita.org and on social media at hopenetwichita. Thank you again to Hoydale for sponsoring this show. You can find Studio 2501 wherever you get your podcasts.